beautiful, beautiful voices that with us today. Oh, Jesse Ross, you know. Just Jesse Ross. You know, Jesse, Emmy couldn't be here today, and we're just we're just rolling with it. And but I just realized that she does the beautiful, wonderful intro. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> She's always the one to be like, Cafeteria Christian is a podcast for people who <laughs> Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. Yep. So everyone, um, this is Cafeteria Christian. Obviously, we are uh, a podcast. Thanks for listening. We are a podcast for people who uh, like Jesus, pretty unsure about the fandom. I appreciated last episode when Elle said the fandom of Jesus is pretty sketchy. And I was like, amen, sister. So some some of the fandom, not so sure about. Uh, and today you have... Uh, two of us with you. You have me, Natalia Turfa, and me, Jesse Ross. Jesse Ross, and we're just here holding down the fort as Emmy's childcare fell through this morning. And uh, any of you with children know how that goes. Oh, classic parenting stuff. <laughs> uh, it just, it just is what it is. So, um, we're happy you're all here with us, Jesse. Uh, we're going to start this morning just with a check-in. And if you want to give a stupid joy, TMK Bowler, that is going to lead me into what what my stupid joy or check-in is. So if you want to be, if you want to do a, a, something that's bringing you a little bit of dumb joy, that would be great. Or if you just want to do a check-in also. How are you? Uh, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I do have a stupid joy. I don't think most people would get it, but that's why it's a stupid joy for me. Um, <clears throat> that is... Perfection. That is exactly what a stupid joy should be. Not everybody has to get this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I might have shared a while ago. It might have been over a year now. Um, I get a lot of random joy. So I'm not, I don't love social media. I actually dislike social media a lot. Um, but every now and then I find these like <laughs> either Twitter threads or Instagram random pages. I do dad jokes at my church on Sundays when I'm the MC. And they're like terrible and people love them, right? So I found this page uh, where there's a bunch of acronyms that are like rooted in black culture. And it's just the most hilarious thing to me because 95% of them I have heard either like growing up in a black household or my aunts and uncles still say these things or I have said them myself, not even thinking about it. And <laughs> it's just one of those you're like, yep, I I feel very thankful that I am I'm I'm very closely knitted to my heritage. <laughs> so I oh, I found awesome. an Instagram page with these two young guys and they're just making fun of all of the acronyms and it's amazing. And I'm gonna use them at church and figure out how to bridge the gap between black folks and white folks. So there you go. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, I saw you posted one yesterday that was the, um, my friend's Wi-Fi is, God is good. Uh, what's his password? And I was like, oh, I know that one. <laughs> that was so uh, And I loved how how many people responded with, like, sticking numbers in there for the right. letters. And, like, it was so funny. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's That post got, amazing. like, a million, a million views and, like, a half a million retweets, which I was like, yo, this is hilarious. So, yes. It's so funny. So funny. What about you? What's your, what's your stupid joy? Um, My stupid joy is actually, because, you know, that's the TMK Bowler. My stupid joy is actually uh, 
the a Kate Bowler event we just had cafeterians. We've been talking about it for a while, and uh, we did a little meetup beforehand. And if you were there, cafeterians, thank you so much. It was so good to see uh, people in real life. I, you know me, I love doing stuff online and book studies and Bible studies and all the things online, but it was so lovely to meet some people in real life. I got so many, oh my gosh, you're so much taller than I thought you were, <laughs> which oh, is hilarious. Yeah, I was like, how, how did that go? <laughs> it's fine. I think it's funny. I mean, I'm like, I I, uh, I have learned how to value my height as an asset and not as a liability. So that's great. That's a, that's a learning for me. Um, and also, Kate, her talk was so, so good. It was just such a good reminder of, um, of how we are, some of us, and I think cafeteria Christians are in this, in this sort of same boat as Kate, which just trying to constantly be countercultural in the cultures asking us for perfection and, um, and shiny, happy, you know, Instagram posts and silver linings and all the things. And we are constantly, pushing back on that, trying to be real and trying to, she called it the perfectibility paradox, which I just loved so much where Mm -hmm. she was like, you know, we're just trying to, everything around you is saying like, you aren't, you are behind or you are less than, or you are somehow people have reached the finish line before you and you are, you are failing and, um, and how we can push against that by just living, living the life that we actually have, I think. So it was so good. It was so good. Dope. That's good. That's good. So I'm sad that I missed it. I was actually planning on coming, then I realized, dang, I won't be back in town in time. But uh, I'm glad it was like, and I heard it was a lot of people, right? It was a lot of people there, and it was so much fun. And uh, I just, you know, it's a part of Church Anew, which our producer Matthew is a big part of, and it's kind of his Church Anew is kind of his baby, and I, I just. Uh, I'm just so proud of what he's created and the organization that he's created because it just, I looked around seeing all these people have such a great experience and it felt like what a gift it is to create a space where people can have that experience and here together, uh, you are enough and, um, Dr. Barret, Dr. Eric Barreto also spoke on on Sunday night, and one of the things he said that I wrote down and was like, it felt like a a balm to my like poor injured soul, which was somebody asked about imposter syndrome, and he was like, I mean, we can't all be imposters, right? <laughs> and I, it was he just kind of threw it off like that, and I was like, oh my gosh, I think he just broke me a little. <laughs> I like that. It was so good, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, right!" Like, we can't, we can't all be about. He was just talking about how, like, imposter syndrome. He just called it like a lie straight from the devil. You know, he was like, "This is just a, it's just not from God." Anything that tells you that you're not worthy is not from God. And but he he and he was giving this like beautiful theological response, and then said, "I mean, we can't all be imposters." And I was like. <laughs> What? Oh, my drought. My <laughs> and then I was like, but I am though, right? <laughs> and you're like, there's my, they all talked to my therapist about that. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I actually talked to my therapist about that not too long ago. So it's funny. It, it actually might get into some of our, I just wrote it down just in case it comes up in our. Yes. Uh, that's really dope though. I'm mad I missed it. It's so good. So, um, 
I think you can see clips of it and stuff, and I and I think there's a way you could still um, see it on demand if you want to hear Kate's talk. So you can go to Church Anew and see it on there. And actually, on their Instagram, they're they're posting links and stuff to try to see different parts of it. So you can go there and if anybody wants to see it. Um, but Kate and actually all the the topics, all the speakers over it. So it was an event with Kate and Eric on Sunday night, and then they did an, a full conference day on Monday with lots of speakers. and And the theme was about renewal and um and just trying. It was a little bit about sort of the reemergence uh, out of the critical incident that is COVID, and and how. You know, the world is sort of pulling us back into a thing that doesn't exist anymore uh, and and how we're all sort of noticing that we are not the same and how do you push back against the way things were when the world is wanting. Like uh, moving back into that is the way the sy- systems work. Right? They always just try to go back to the most comfortable thing, which is the way it always has been. And I think people are looking at the way it always has been and being like, oh, I don't think that fits anymore. It doesn't fit me anymore. I don't fit that anymore. I don't fit this system anymore. I don't fit this whatever, whatever anymore. And so there there comes, uh, and that's sort of what I wanted to talk about today because that has been, that was the theme of of this conference and, and sort of Kate's talk and people's conversations around you know, who am I? <laughs> what is what is my vocation? What am I supposed to do? Uh, can I be who I was and who I'm becoming? Or like, what if who I'm becoming isn't who I was? And how do I reconcile those things together? And, and like, which one is the real one, which kind of comes into the imposter syndrome stuff, right? Like, is who I'm becoming really me? Or is it some you know, weird version of me that's not true and who's really me? I just so many big just small question. Just small <laughs> small, easy, uh easy to answer, right. not life dramatic questions, not life changing, altering right. questions. <laughs> so when you when you heard it, what were some of the first thoughts that came to your mind? I mean, one of the things that that Kate asked the room at the end of her talk was this question of, in light of what you've learned, who you are becoming, um, how you've been changed, what things can you set down? Mm-hmm. Which I, you know, I I joke about um, conference slash Lutheran. I think it's pretty Lutheran, uh, because Lutherans are are notoriously like stoic and don't show a lot of emotion. So I would guess that, uh, this is, it's pretty, it's pretty Lutheran, but it's sort of conference, but I call that Lutheran yummy noises when somebody says something and they're like, "Mm," like the whole room kind of does this collective yummy noise, which I think if you were in a church that wasn't Lutheran, you might get like some amens or some, yeah, like shouts out or, or snaps or anything like something other than like the, mm, which is as like, as, as big as we go, (laughs) but but that got a lot of yummy noises to just ask like, what can you, what can you set down? And, 
And I, she didn't answer it. And if obviously it's different for everybody else, but that is, that's sort of the thing that's been just kind of hovering out there in terms of not only what have you picked up, but also what are you holding on to that's, that's a carryover from an old you, right? Or that's a carryover or a, or a safety blanket or whatever it might be from a previous version. And like, there's nothing wrong with a previous version and being like, thank you so much, previous Natalia, for all of the ways you, uh, helped me and, you know, kept me alive and like, like all of these things. And, and I don't need all of you anymore. Like previous Natalia, thank you so much. I'm going to move into this new thing. Uh, even if I don't know what it is yet. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of what's been that's it's been floating. I don't have answers for any of that. I wish I could be like, and here's yeah. here is here is the answer. But I mean, change is a part of us. Everything changes. And so um I think what we tend to do is hold on to all of the things because we feel like setting something down uh or a part of who we were or something that mattered to us when it mattered is somehow makes that less important or um, or means like it wasn't meaningful in the moment or that somehow it's bad now. And you're like, no, it's just not serving me now. And that's very different than saying like setting something down means it's bad and it might be bad for you <laughs> now, but maybe it wasn't always bad for you. Mm. Yeah. Um, I like that. I, um, <laughs> I was trying to figure out where I, Oh, I know. I was like, Jesse, I know you have so much to say about I, I this, so too. This is like your wheelhouse, for yeah. sure. So I, I will I will offer a transparent moment for someone who I'm pretty sure might be in the same situation. So I've been a part of this group. Uh, typically, like they're like Bible study groups, but we don't actually study the Bible. We like go through books, and then we'll kind of discuss them, have questions, meet every other week, all these different things. And <clears throat> I'm like, I've been trying to get out of it for like two years, maybe even longer <laughs> because of that very reason of what you said, right? It's not serving me and uh, I'm probably going to regret recording this at some point. But um, I think the, I think when, when there are things that aren't terrible that we are a part of or are connected to, but to your point, right, are part of like our identity that served us in whatever that season, it feels ridiculously foreign and awkward to like find a reason almost to like self-sabotage to get out of it. And I think that's the trick of like imposter syndrome where often people feel like they could potentially self-sabotage or they even want to self-sabotage instead of pushing through the awkward feeling and then going, oh, I actually do belong here. And so I had to like talk to these folks and just like, hey, there's this group that I'm connected to. And I would say I'm more a part of it. I wanted to be connected, but I don't actually feel like the group is connected. But I'm not connected to it for any like status. I genuinely wanted to be a part of a group that was focused on growing and, you know, leadership development, faith-filled, and very similar uh, stages of life, um, 
you know, in, in, in that affinity group. <clears throat> and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I also don't think there's anything wrong with leaving, but I think the trick is, is like, if you're not doing that thing and we hear this all the time, like about people who go to church or pray or read their Bible, like if you're not doing that thing, then therefore you are like not good. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's just not serving me. Which doesn't even mean, because I've even had a few people like, well, go find something else before you leave. And I'm like, um, I don't know if that's it either, right? It's like, I'm just not, this season of life, I don't necessarily need that. Which doesn't mean I read less (laughs) or have less faith or whatever. But I think there are a lot of people who are in situations like that, right? Uh, Professionally, personally. Uh, relationships wise family all these different things where it's like there's so much unbeknownst pressure to stay a part of the thing for the sake of the thing yeah and the craziest part even about like what you're talking about (laughs) around whether like what have you picked up that you need to put down or what are you holding on to that you need to put down it's like we are supposed to evolve as people as humans, as believers, as parents, <laughs> as friends, like all these different nuances of our, our diversity dimensions, as I would like to call it. And so some things that served us a really long time ago should not actually serve us now. And I think that that's like so random and foreign <laughs> for some reason. And I don't know the answer to that either. Yeah, it's interesting too because like obviously we think of um, change over a lifetime as being like slow, incremental change. But we just had a like not slow, not incremental, (laughs) huge – I mean uh, Deanna Thompson, she talked um, at this event on Monday and she said – she called it a critical incident and uh and she's like covid was a critical incident like it is a thing that in a in a very short uh intense period of time everything changed and that sort of stuff changes each of us right like if and we all did it together so this happens all the time for lots of people individually right like loss and grief and right. illness and job change all these things like those are those are critical incidences on an individual level that really do change us. And this was a thing that we all experienced together, the critical incident, and the change was still really individual, right? right. So like there is a judgment made about like this doesn't serve me anymore and you're like, "Oh, but it should because it right. used to." Or or we've decided that in order to be a person of faith, I I'm like Obviously, we're both churchy people, so we'll just talk about this in that level. But like a little more churchy than I am, but it's okay. Yeah, a little more. Um, (laughs) But that, like, that these are things that churches have sort of told us. Like, if you if you are a person of faith, Mm -hmm. in quotes, you have to go to church, give to church, participate in groups or Bible studies or whatever. And if you don't do those things, you're no longer a person of faith. The pandemic changed that because, A, we couldn't gather and we couldn't go to church and we couldn't. So then all of a sudden people realized, oh, Mm -hmm. I can be a person of faith in this way too. I can be a person of faith doing this thing. What if I've learned that 
the have-tos matter a lot less mm. to me because suddenly this critical incident changed my have-to, right? Yeah. And so that doesn't we we add val we like put a value judgment or a moral judgment on people where you're like, well, Jesse's quitting group life or mm-hmm. quitting Bible study. He he must he must be falling away from God. And you're like, that's not actually what this means. I yeah. I have stopped being willing to to do a thing that may not be serving that that when it served me, it served me so well. Oh my gosh, thank you. This mm-hmm. served me so well. And it is not doing for me what it used to do, and that means I need to find a new thing. And I'm going to give myself some time and space to find the new thing, right? It's just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, like, the evolution, and, and I'm sure you have examples of this too, right? But I think <clears throat> the evolution of our let's just say our faith journey, right? And <laughs> our lives in general, I mm-hmm. feel like should continue, uh, should be on this continuum where, you know, there are like, I think most people think about it like a wheel where it's like just very circular. Like there's a start at the top and you go around and then you get back to the top and you just keep going around, which I mean, might be fine for some people, but I feel like life is more like this continuum where like at any given point you can go forward or backwards or stay in the same place based off where you are, what you're going through, what you're dealing with or what you feel like, you know, you are called to be doing, right? You add, you know, if you're a parent, you know that if you add a activity for a school, you know, for a school age kid, it becomes that much more difficult to just figure out life. The calendar is full. Um, if you add another kid to the family, that's a whole nother, like, you know what I mean? Like an, an aging parent. You got all these, like, life, what is it called? Critical what? Critical incident. Critical incident, yeah. yeah. Like, all of those things can be considered critical incidents if it throws you off of your normal routine. And I think we forget that. And then there's just life, like COVID. But my hope is, like, as we're continuing and this is what has at least has been true in my life. Like there are some things that to me remain very core or foundational to like how I would like to live or how I feel like I'm supposed to live my life. And while I may change, we'll just say the vehicle or how those things are um, lived out or the place that they are lived out or the frequency of how they lived out, it's still core to me. So like, for example, I started doing a bunch of stuff with young people working for an outreach organization. And I think I might've shared this last time. I got a message from one of the young ladies who was like, yo, just love what you were doing, right? The message that she shared around what I've always tried to remind specifically uh, young people that I've worked with, specifically young women that I've worked with, but just everybody has been the same message that I say even now to this day, even to to someone that I said yesterday, like I genuinely believe that every young person and every human being should have at least one person in their life that doesn't want anything from them except to just be well. Like, I just want the best for you. Right. Nothing sexually, nothing monetarily, whatever those things are. And then there's layers of it. She wrote that to me and she's talking about like, we worked together like 15 years ago. One of my other mentees, I would say, 
wrote that to me yesterday. <laughs> right? Like those things to me are very core. It doesn't matter if I'm working for the outreach organization or if I'm at the foundation or I'm working for myself or I live in this city or I live in this city. Like I think those things that we know are true, those aren't imposter syndrome places. Like those are the spaces where it's like, you might not even know what to call it, but like just recognize that you're not um, held hostage to this like one way of doing the thing, including church and faith and spirituality and learning about Jesus and all of those things. Yeah, it's getting stuck in the what yeah. or the how instead of the why, right? Yeah. And I think I think a critical incident, whatever it is, you know, will will make you focus in real intensely on your why in a way that maybe you haven't in a while, right? And and to say, you know, for me I'm like I feel called to do fill in the blank. Um, the way I currently choose to do that call is this, right? Or I feel like I'm supposed to, sometimes the word language of call is kind of weird and floofy for people. So it's fine. You could say, <laughs> I feel like in my core, I'm supposed to do this. I'm living, you know, fully into who I'm created to be, however you want to, whatever language you want to put around it to say, I feel, I feel most like myself when mm -hmm. I feel the most whole or complete or full when, yeah. That gets you to your why. Those questions get you to a why yeah. instead of a what, right? Like if you can say, uh, you know, doing this or doing this or doing this, that's a what or a how. But like it, it moves you towards a. I mean, I, I, we, we said kind of the word vocation earlier, and and that's a that's another sort of like it's a word that's been a little co opted by people or yeah. or f had felt a little like your vocation can only be churchy. And I think that's kind of bullshit, but we'll, we'll, it's a bummer that it's been stolen in that way. But you know, they, at, at this event on this, this past weekend, they, they quoted Frederick Buechner who talked about vocation. He said, vocation is uh, where your deep gladness meets the world's deep hunger. Right. And mm. I remember very clearly it's so many years ago now, but um, my, my, early life, young person life, I had wanted to be a veterinarian for my entire life. Like I, that's all I wanted to do. That's all I thought I was going to do. That's what I was supposed to do. I was working in a vet clinic. I was, um, doing vet tech work. I was applying to vet schools. Like I was doing all of this stuff. And that quote tore me up. Like that quote made me be like, is the, for me, this isn't just you know, like it's very individualized, right? Your deep hunger and the world's deep need mm. um, or your deep gladness and the world's deep need. I just was like, does the world need uh, me to work with animals? Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I kind of felt like, I don't think so actually, <laughs> you know, and there are people like, I don't want to dig on veterinarians. Listen, y'all, you're so, you're such good people. I don't want to dig on you at all. But for me, I was like, I don't think this is, what is my deep gladness, right? I don't yeah. think I'm finding my deep gladness in this need. Um, and and I just, it was like, uh, that might be somebody's deep gladness and the world's deep need meeting, but that I felt like that cross was not there for me. Like that meeting point was not in veterinary medicine for me. And so that quote like really broke a part of me and mm. I struggled to find like, okay, well then what? Like, yeah then what is it? And, 
And I think how you get there is really finding that list of like, what is my deep gladness? What makes me feel the like the best version or like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do or I am being... I am the closest to who God has created me to be. It feels like the most me. I feel the least like an imposter in this moment. Yeah. What, what is that? You know, and I think it's, it's like, I think for you and anybody who watches you teach, uh, a, uh, an equity and inclusion, anything can see that in you, right? Like we, I, you know, I watch you, we talk in the back of a room at an event and we're both like bad attitude people in the back of the room this is yeah this is me and jesse's origin story um but we're hiding in the back being like please don't make me do group activities and then jesse gets up in front of people and starts talking and you're like oh this is jesse you know like that's how i felt when i and and i think we all have moments that do that to us and you start being like okay how can that be if that's when I feel like the most me or that's when I light up from the inside out or that's when my soul feels like Oof, this, you know, I think sometimes it's just your body going this, this is, this is the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and that changes because now changes, you're like, yes. now you see this building and you have this opportunity and you're like this, this feels like the thing, right? All of these other pieces of who I am and what I've been doing move me to this. And in order for you to do that work, you have to set some stuff down because yeah. you can't carry all of it, right? And so, I don't know. I'm I'm like telling your story instead of my story here. I'm sorry. No, to do that, no, but... no. I I think it's I think that is that is it though. And I, you know what I, what helps me, maybe not go crazy and you know, using the word crazy is very lightly. So sorry, if that's offensive. Um, <clears throat> what what helps keep me sane is. I know, like what you just said, I have said yeah, over and over and over again. But I think for me, the way that I, I don't know if it's like confirm it or it's reaffirming is when people who know me and are connected to me also know that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I had a conversation yesterday with a, a, a high executive that sometimes I'm still like, how the hell did I meet all these people? Like that's just... The there's your there's your imposter syndrome coming out at you, right? You're like, how am I in this room right now? Yeah, how? Like, oh, okay, that was how? random. That was cool. <laughs> and very, very, very like fortunate. So this dude is like, if I told you who he was and I won't, like, you would be like, oh, got it, okay. And at the same time, he was willing to like. We've had some one-on-one conversations. The last one was at a social event, and he actually made the offer. Like, hey, is there anything I can do to help? I was like, actually. And off the top, it was just like, well, since you asked, um, I'd love to like meet with you and we can do it one time, but I'd love to like establish a relationship because you have some expertise of some things that I, I just don't know how to navigate. And I feel like I'm moving in that world and it'd be great to talk to you. So we met yesterday, kind of, you know, did some level setting, understanding who each other are. And the coolest part was before I even said what you just said. He said, he said, based off what I know about you, what I've heard and what you said, this feels like it was bound to happen in some point. And I was like, yes. And for me, I was so like reaffirming because, yeah, I do these things. And like, and again, I enjoy what I do. Don't get me wrong. But the core of what, like you said, like the core, the calling, whatever the language you want to use, is always centered around providing opportunities 
making people feel good, right? Um, and then not doing anything that I haven't, not talking about stuff that I actually haven't done. <laughs> like, I'm very clear on like, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, that's just not my thing, which I don't feel like is imposter syndrome. I feel like that is just people with being willing to be honest about themselves. But ultimately, me starting this thing that had nothing to do with like commercial real estate has now probably come back around four different times to now a wonderful opportunity to not only like own a property and that's a big deal, but like to create a space just like you and I and other people talk about, like how do you create a space where people actually feel welcome, where they can experience this and you don't feel like you have to do this and then you can introduce people and then you create jobs. And like, I've talked about that my whole life. My mother even did that as her job, which is crazy. Cause I didn't even watch her for real, like grow up. And so I do feel like, for me, one of the things when I feel, when I'm wondering, am I in the right place or am I moving in the right direction is thinking about the people who are around me and what do they say? Not mm -hmm. like, how are they influencing me, but allowing them to like speak honesty and truth and saying like, I feel like I've heard you talk about this a lot. It seems, have you ever considered this? Yeah. Like, like all of those things where I feel like, we know, like, I genuinely think as humans, we're way smarter than we give ourselves credit for. <laughs> but because the world continues to give us doubt and fear and things to just be afraid of, which is all where imposter syndrome comes from, we just need that, like, hey, Natalia, I got a random question. And I feel like I just need you to let me know if I'm not crazy. And then you're like, no, actually. And then you come up with something and I'm like, dang, I didn't even think about that. That actually is really great. Thank you. <laughs> and then you just find another rabbit hole to run down. And every now and then you just got to come back and ask for, all right, am I doing this the right way? Or what do you think? Or here's what I'm thinking. And that's cool. Yeah, I think this is very much, okay, I'm going to use the the language of call again, even though, again, I don't love, I don't love it. But this idea of there's like, or you could say validation maybe, yeah, but like yeah. internal and external validation, right? That yeah. that if you have people around you who know you and love you and see you for who you really are, like can name the uniqueness of you, right? Like just you're not the only person who does DEI stuff. You're not Correct. the only person trying to set up, but you are... You are uniquely set for this particular thing in this particular time and place, right? So that is like, it doesn't matter that somebody else might be doing sort of a similar thing. You are the only you doing this thing and your unique giftedness matters for this thing. And it's not a competition to say like, if somebody else is doing it, um, somebody else is doing it, then I can't. That's imposter syndrome, like throwing itself right. at you also to be like, oh, you can't, you can't double up on this. I just think, you know, the unique way you have matters in some of this stuff and having people around you to sort of turn a mirror at you and say like, do you see what I see in you? Or, or, or I heard you say this and I just want to point out that like you lit up when you talked yeah. th about this thing or the way you are when you say this or the way I see you when you do this versus when you do this to have those people. It is such a gift. I have this group. It's 
Mar- it's Marco Polo. We are we are on it all the time, and we are constantly talking about things in our life and day and work and and to, and. But we lift up each other's mm. moments like that, where we say, "Did everybody just see how you know so and so lit up when she was saying this?" And then we all come on and we're like, "Oh my gosh, my favorite part of that polo was when you said this, and you just like loved." You know, mm-hmm. we see it and we lift it up, and it might be ridiculous, but it's also so gorgeous like this is the community at work right (laughs) to say i see this in you and you uh and you should follow that rabbit hole and see where it leads you because you might be you might just like you said jesse we know like there's a part of us that knows otherwise we wouldn't light up when we say it or do it or whatever it's like our body and our sort of inner inner being knows before our brain lets us really go there and and like fear and doubt is a veil that kind of prevents us from seeing the thing that we're supposed to do and and our friends and our family and the people who know us and love us best chosen or given to us however it is they are they are the veil removers in our life to be like, do you see? Because I see this thing and I just want to make sure that you saw what I just saw, right? Yeah. And that is a, that is such a gift. It's such a gift. And like, that is that sort of call or vocation or whatever you might want to call it, the who I am or who I'm supposed to be, that is both internal and external. Like it is both things, you know, where where I think when you feel it from the people around you and inside of you, um, there's some kind of weird, holy synergy. Call it God, call it mm-hmm. spirit, call it, yeah. you know, the universe, like whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think that's God. I think that's the spirit at work being like, this is the thing. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I just think... To me, the spirit always whispers because the spirit is <laughs> breath. But like, it's the spirit just being like, yes, <laughs> like just just on the wind or in in creation, being like, this is this. It's the spirit. I think the word of the spirit for me is always this. Yes, yeah. yes, this, yeah. yes, this, yes, that. I just that's what's up. I I um I wonder. Oh. You know, I'm so like, okay. So for the person. Who's listening and like, oh, this is why I'm so glad you're here, Jesse. This is your, like, okay, this so is your, this is again your gift. This is the thing you do so well. So, like, I, I would genuinely like as you're listening to this, I want you to take your phone out or open up your laptop, whatever mode of communication you want to use, and I think you should send a message to three to five people that you consider like your people. Doesn't matter what the relationships are. Doesn't matter how long you talk to them. Doesn't matter if you just that, stop texting them. Like, send the message. And there's two questions I want you to ask. One, I would love for you to ask them, um, what are three words that you would use to describe me to a random stranger? Woof. Okay. Right. Like, and it, and just send, and ask them to send them back. Right. Yeah. I think between three and four people, maybe five, you're going to see at least one consistent word, right? And I think that that is the thing that people, I would like to believe, like we just forget. Like we forget. Like I know one of the words where people, people would say is like, 
dependable or direct, right? Those are consistent things that come up. Like I'm going to show up. If I say I'm going to show up, I'm also a very direct communicator person and the people that love me, love me. And the people that don't like me, they don't like me. (laughs) But then going deeper, um, ask them the second question would be, give me three, at least three things, um, that you feel like I am really, really, really good at and just see what happens. Because I think that for those people who are listening and they're like, I don't know where, like my purpose, calling, validation, whatever you want to call it, like is at, or you're just questioning it because you've been in a place for so long and you're just like, I feel like there's more and there's something else. And I just don't Mm -hmm. know how to navigate that within this box. And there is a veil, right? This is giving people permission to help us remove the veil. And I'm just like, yo, sometimes you just need that. Um, And I, and the reason why I say that I, uh, I'll use this last example. I was in uh, Milwaukee with some family this past weekend and, um, there's a big dog that just walked by. There's nothing to do with the story, but all right. Um, <laughs> in Milwaukee with some family, and um, I got to see in person a cousin of mine who was more like a brother, uh, but we haven't seen each other in a while in person, but we talk pretty regularly. And <clears throat> he's been going through some transitional life moments, work moments, all these different things. And we just didn't have enough time to like get to all of the things. Uh, people around, kids around, family, all these things. And as I was driving home Sunday, I was like, man, I didn't get a chance to, like, ask him this one question that I know. I just knew I needed to ask him. Didn't get a chance to do it. He sends me a text this morning. I mean, we're talking about Wednesday. <laughs> it's like, yo, can I talk to you about the thing? And I was like, ah, oh. we get in this, have this conversation. He's kind of venting about some stuff. And then we get to this moment where he asked me like some advice some things, some experience shares and I'm sharing and I just mentioned something and I can hear him tearing up and crying. And I was just so grateful right now. This sounds really weird. Like I'm grateful that he started crying. I'm grateful for the opportunity that he gave me to tear down that veil. Yeah. And I didn't know that that's what I was doing. I was just trying to be direct and be dependable. But it was but like, such an amazing, like, wow, the honor that it gives me that you trust me to do this. And when somebody sees you for who you are or names you, yeah. for, like names a thing in you or names a truth that you know somewhere deep down inside, but the imposter syndrome yeah. part of you is telling you isn't true. That is a powerful thing and if we believed the things about us that were true like if we really believed those things uh that force would be an it would just be like an unstoppable force in the world right you just want to be like oh my gosh amen i think um the two questions you want people to send i also think you know here's me turn it turn it on yourself too and ask those write those down for yourself first right you know, I think because I think it's it's both it's both parts. Like I think that's we were just saying this. It's the both of those are true, right? That yeah. you you can say, what do I think I'm really good at? Like, what mm-hmm. are some things I think I'm really good at? And 
And it doesn't have to be your job. Like right. what are, you know, like what are things you, you just feel that, that make you light up or make you come alive or make you feel the most you, what are those things? And, and what are some, what are the words you would describe? You know, like, how would you describe yourself? Right. Yeah. How would you, I think, and, and what things are really true that maybe have been like, oh, you know, women were supposed to be, you know, like there's certain things that the society has put on you, like throw all those things away. Is this really how I would describe myself or is this what the world has told me I need to be like? Uh, and and just kind of start with some self-reflection. And then when you send those mm-hmm. those notes to your friends and you get them back or to the people in your life and you get them back and it feels like, yeah, that is that is me. That yeah. is me. Yeah. It is holy and powerful. And I don't know, there's just like, there's not really many feelings like that, that right. like when those two things line up, there's not, there's not many feelings like it in the world. No, no. So hopefully that was helpful for you all. Uh, I apologize if that was also stressful. Because, <laughs> I mean, let's just be Please honest. don't make me talk to people. <laughs> Like, it's honest. okay. You don't have to do any of these, y'all. Right. It's all challenged by choice. All challenged by yeah, choice yeah. here at Cavalier Christian. You don't have to do any of this. Yeah. But I hope I hope uh, someone got something out of this, and um, I do think that the questions that Kate asked, right? What do you? What have you picked up? And what are you holding on to? Like those are some really good, like lifelong questions. Because I think in every season of life. There are different yeah. things that we pick up and different things that we hold on to. And so, yeah, it's that was good. Yeah, like, I think, I just think this is like vocational seasons are like a thing. Like, right, you, who you are and who you are called to be in the world, it is all seasonal. Like, <laughs> you don't have to stay who you were and you don't have to be who you've always been. And like... Who you have been created to be is a is a creature that changes, and like we just, uh, the world is going to tell you you're not allowed to change, and I just think it's so life giving when you give yourself a chance to be again who you've been created to be. So, yeah. cafeterians, you know we want to keep this conversation going always, always, and forever, uh, and so if you want to join us on. The Facebook group or on Instagram and keep some of this conversation going. If you, you know, our DMs are always open on Cafeteria Christian, but Jesse's as well. He loves a conversation uh, and, and so are mine and so are Emmy's. So please, if you want to talk more about some of these questions around vocation or calling or picking things up or setting things down, please find us on all the things and join us. Jesse is at Mr. Jesse Ross. Right? Mr. J. Ross. On all, Mr. J. Ross. I always okay. do that. Okay. Mr. J. I Ross and all the that. things. <laughs> Everybody's fine. Uh, find him on all the things. And uh, and you can always email us at cafeteriachristian at gmail. Or you can you know find us on the Facebook group, which is Facebook slash groups slash dot group slash group slash cafeteria Christian. I'm not exactly sure how it goes, but it's lots of slashes and dots in there. So you'll find us. And if you're not a part of that group, you can join the group. You just have to answer a few questions first. It's a, it is the loveliest place on the internet still in a place where the internet is not always that lovely. So join us there for more discussion. And of course, email us anytime you want to. And 
Um, patrons, uh, thank you so much. I just want to say for continuing with your patronage, you give us such a gift of being able to do this and feel like we can uh, financially support our our team in in little ways as we record episodes. So please, uh, if you are not yet a patron and you want to help continue making this podcast happen, you can join us at patreon.com slash cafeteria Christian and become a patron at any level. And when you do that, you get video mm. each week. Uh, and that is great. Uh, <laughs> so most of the time, uh, we didn't have any kid or pet interruptions today, which feels like a small miracle. And so maybe we should just quit while we're ahead and, uh, but you can, uh, join us on Patreon anytime, uh, and, and help make this happen. We're so thankful. Patrons, those of you who keep jumping in every week, we get a patron or two, and I'm so thankful every time, uh, we see your name come across our feed. We are so thankful for you. So anything else, Jesse? No. I, uh, all right. You're like, no. We covered it all. <laughs> all right, good. Okay. So cafeterians, uh, with, faith with life with vocation with changing with imposter syndrome with all of the things that are the big stew that makes us who we are that constantly changes where things get picked up and set down just keep doing what we do here which is take what you like and leave the rest bye everyone